Fridays with Phil, we're here. We do, we Fridays, do Fridays with, with Phil. Phil. Phil, I feel like we Set haven't right done Phil. Fridays with Phil. I don't know. There was uh, a couple weeks. We I, haven't. We, we haven't done Fridays with Phil. Um, let's see. But we did it. We did do a really good podcast somebody, the week before. Mike Adams. Phenomenal. Let me tell you, I love him. Uh, sweetheart of a guy. Um, He's inspirational. such a sweetheart. And just like really down to earth and, you know, on, it, everything is on the sleeves. Everything's on the sleeves. There's nothing that's left behind. He is who you see is what you get, and that person is 24-7. So he's one of the guys that I met through plaques and just really kind of connected to because he's such a good guy. And then, you know, you find out his background, and you find out that, you know, he's raised by his mom and his aunt. He lived in Patterson. He lived in the projects and, you know, didn't meet his dad until he's like 25 years old. And, you know, for a kid to go through that kind of an experience where, you know, where, where do you think your life is going to go at an early age and you're in the projects? I mean, you know, some kids stay in the projects from – one generation to the next generation never get out because they never can find a, a viable avenue to, to, to leave. they don't have the talent. It. They got no vehicle. No well, you don't have the vehicle or you don't have the person that's willing to help you get out of where you're going to try to put you on a straight and narrow path because there's so many other variables in between that you could take. You know, you can take the quick money or you can go to school. Yeah. You could take the and gangs that, 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 or you can go to school. You listen, take crime. That quick money is is, is very appealing. Well, fast money right? doesn't last. When you see last. people not, but it doesn't last. But to a kid who maybe oh. the family's struggling, maybe they don't have food. Well, listen, if, if, if you don't have it. Very enticing. The first thing you're going to do is if somebody's offering you something that you haven't had, you take it. Why? Because the thing that you want is you want to get out of the situation that you're already in. So you take it. Now, maybe later on you realize that taking that led you to do things that you regret later on in life. Yeah. Or they deny you of opportunities that you could have had because But they don't of, have that emotional intelligence at young ages to understand that. Well, it's, it's the environment, though. Yeah, it's the right? absolutely. Think about it. I mean, my, my, um, my dad – look at this. Okay, I'm going to turn off my phone. Yeah, this is, this is Phil's day. This is – we're not going to do this. Oh, maybe we're going to do it. No, we're not. We're, we're going to turn off my phone. <laughs> Did you see and, the um, way he's looking deal, at his phone? I'll deal with that later. Um, but, you know, sometimes at the environment that you grow up in, it really does dictate a lot about how your life is going to, the, the path that your life takes. You know, because I grew up in a two-parent uh, two household. So I had my mom, my dad, I had normal structure. I grew up in an environment where all of my friends and their friends grew up in a two-parent household. So that's normal. Like I didn't know, know what divorce is. Right. I wouldn't know what divorce is. I knew what, here's my mom, here's my dad, my dad's going to work, my mom is home with us, but I know my dad's coming home and I know what my dad provides and it's a stable environment. But when you grow up in an, an environment where you don't see your dad or you haven't met your dad or you're, you know, you're, you're, your dad doesn't have a job, it's hard. It's, it's hard for you to even visualize what normal C is well, like. Well, that's normal. That's normal to you. He's just, I, I just thought he was such a great guy. And I, I really want to work with him around the holidays and food drives and stuff and do, what's that noise? That's me, babe. That's your... We just threw the phone <laughs> out the, the podcast. That was Samurai Phil. Okay. Um, 
But no, I, I really want to work with him because he does a lot, you know. And we did a food drive here, I guess, two, two Thanksgivings, two Novembers ago. Um, that was COVID, so no. Okay. Post COVID, we were, we were pre-COVID. locked into yeah. our homes. Yeah, but he, you know, we we my clients are so generous, and they were donating. They were donating uh, dog treats, dog food, regular. F- I mean, all yeah. this food and. And Mike does that during the holidays, he Mike, says. Listen, and I, I want to I wanna team up with him and do that. Mike does that around the holidays. He does backpacks. Um, does backpacks. You know, I think Mike's biggest thing is, you know, here's a guy that, that knows what it's like to have zero, right? Go up on gr- government assistance, grow up not having, looking around and wanting. And for him to make it, he feels he as though back. it's an obligation to go back and to try and prep these kids, get them ready, get them understanding that there's more to life than what you see on a day-to-day basis. There's more to life than the, what goes on behind the, the doors of your house. There's more to it because some kids get caught up into a rut where yeah. they don't see that there's anything else except what is in front of them. There's like a brick wall and you can't climb to see what's on the other side of that brick wall because if you did, you have hope, you've had, you've had inspiration to get over that brick wall. But some kids see that there's like nothing on the other side. So what do they do? They try to thrive and imitate those that they feel are successful in the environment that they're in. Right. And you can't win. You just, I mean, you can't win. As a kid, I, I didn't know what, you know, gangs, who knew gangs were in Westfield? There's no gangs in Westfield. There's no really crime in Westfield. Um, so, you know, and, and you have a tendency to do what your friends do, your environment. Your, if your friends go to college, guess what? You thrive to go to college, too. Why? Right. You want to stay within that nucleus. Uh, you don't have friends that are thriving to be convicts, jailbirds. You know, nobody wears a uh, badge of honor like, hey, going to jail was cool. No. So you stay out of that. The police are your friends in your environment in the suburbs. In the inner city, you know, it's like it's us against them. And that's the mentality that you want to change. And Mike is doing a really good job of uh, single-handedly trying to go back and, and, and change the mindset of these kids and going back into the schools and just like, hey, you know, you see a few kids that that are troubled. Go grab, grab them. them. Grab you know them. Big Wit from the Rams? Big Wit from the Rams. I believe he's a lineman. I don't know him. Ball guy. Big guy. He just retired after he just won the Super Bowl. And uh, he tells a story. I don't, he won, uh, I don't know if it was like an award ceremony for the Super Bowl, but he was up and he had to give a speech. And he gave a speech about how there was one game, this kid from the other sidelines from the opposing team was running over to him. And he's like, I don't know who this is. He's going, big wit, big wit. He's like, is that a coach's son? Is it someone that I met years ago? He's like, who is it? I've been in the league for so long. Kid comes over. He goes, big wit, my name is so-and-so. He goes, we haven't seen each other in whatever, 20 years, 15, 20 years. He goes, you sat with me at the Boys and Girls Club and, and we talked about life. He goes, it's an unbelievable story. He goes, we talked about life for hours and it was my dream to get to the NFL. 15 years later, they're playing in the same game together. That's and crazy. Like, and like, that's, that's that kid, I always remember possible, that right? from all those years. Yeah. He goes, that conversation changed my life. Yeah. But that's, you know, it's just like, you People know. People are good. People are good-hearted. People are really good. And, you know, it's like uh, O.J., he grew up, and he had a brother, that uh, O.J. Anderson from the Giants, not O.J. Simpson, so it's <laughs> clear the air. I don't want anybody to any hate comments. But um, O.J. had a brother, 
and his brother was a really good running back. His brother was a running back at Arkansas. And his brother's nickname, they called him Smoke Anderson. And I didn't know about his brother. You know, really? I didn't know about his brother at all. And one day we were at um, Bob Owens, I believe, the uh, decathlon uh, winner of the Olympics. In He had a golf tournament out in Boca. And we went there, and me and OJ are hanging out. We're getting ready to go on, onto the putting green. And this guy hollers over, Anderson! OJ looks, he's like, yeah. He goes, you're pretty good, but you couldn't carry your brother's jock. Really? And I'm going, now, I never knew about your brother, but somebody's telling me as good as you were, you couldn't carry your brother's jock. And uh, he's like, you know what? You're right. I couldn't. He goes, my brother was that, that, that guy. But his brother ended up dying in a, um, he had a swimming accident. Mm. And um, he said, but like O.J. said, like when his brother passed, he felt as though all of his brother's energy and spirit went from his brother to him. And all of a sudden, he was this talented human being. And he said, you know, but as a kid, he was big. So, you know, all the coaches wanted him to play like linebacker, defense. Yeah. And he's like, I want to be a running back like my brother. So he said he would always walk hunched over so he would appear smaller to people. But, you know, you're six foot one, six two, two, two eighteen. You mm -hmm. can't appear small. No, you can't. And he said, you know, when he got to uh, high school and, you know, you start, people start to notice your talent, right? They start to see that you're really good, you're talented, and all these schools are inviting them to come visit to see where you're going to end up playing college ball. He said everywhere he went, he would come home and say, I don't think I'm good enough. Like, I can't play with those guys. I just can't do it. And um, he didn't decide to go to Miami. He said it was his mom who decided that he was going to Miami because the coach came over and talked to her and said, listen, if he gets – homesick, I'll drive him home. I'm in West Palm. We're only a little while down the road. I'll bring him back. And his mom's like, that's where you're going. And he didn't think he was good enough to start in Miami. And then two of the star, number one and number two running backs got hurt. One was hurt and one was ineligible. They put him in. And he shined. And he shined. And, you know, he became that player that um, he was meant to be. And I mean, he had a. I, I think he's a. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I mean, he's a Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, over ten thousand yards rushing, uh, scored in both Super Bowls, Super Bowl MVP, and um, you know, I think with all of his accomplishments, that's a guy that should be in the Hall of Didn't Fame. Didn't Mike Adams play against him? No, no. OJ retired probably like ninety eight. I want to say. Oh, okay. Ninety eight. And Mike went three oh four. Yeah, Mike was probably in the league like oh three oh four. Um, I, I wanted to. Um, Plax was oh four too, right? Yeah, I think Plax was in the league. I think that was, that was the we great should year. we should have followed up with Plax on a, a podcast because of the. The the debate you had with Mike Adams. And oh Plax. no, we'll, we'll definitely. Bring well, that. I, I think well, when I saw Plax, week, we're going to try and I get. Want, I was going to say to him, but then he disappeared like well, into actually, thin air. What we should do is take the podcast in the parking lot, and I'll be one ref, and we'll have him line up. Well, <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to do this. We're going to bring. Well, we, we, we will bring Plax and Mike back. Like, that would be nice. That would be great. Right. But we, we'll, we'll we can't do it in here because we'll get complaints, so we'll have to bring it outside somewhere. Oh, complaints okay. from who? Yeah. Um, 
No, we, we can, can do it we in can, here. We can have debates. She's really calling you, huh? Oh, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know heck? who, but you know what? It's the ping ping today. I mean, I, I don't know who, but we're going to let it go because we're on a podcast. And at the podcast, <laughs> right now, this is what's important. That's Everything what's else, we'll talk you know later, what? We'll Phil. deal we'll with have camera. We'll talk. Exactly. Because we'll that's a little psycho. But, um,. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's interesting because we started this podcast for weight loss and now we're getting all these football players we're and football. athletes well, on we did you i don't know if you happen to watch we, we are we're getting athletes we're getting but a listen, bunch of it's athletes. pretty cool to me the, to be able to call nikolai and say nick did you see my last podcast or who it was yeah mom i'm a little bit of a cool mom yeah you, might, you got before, a podcast right? it's awesome well um I, I think that the the big thing is right. You get athletes, but I think you you, you kind of no, want to you want to kind of cross. You want to be able to jump from one athlete to what well, entertainer, and, yeah. whomever. Everybody. But I think athletes are important because I think they have a complete mentality that's different that I think a dieter can relate to. Their strength, their willpower, their um, like Mike discipline. Ninety percent of what you see, or ninety percent of what happens, you never see. Right. Until well, that 10% it, on Sunday. But that, that I translate that for dieters, right? For somebody who's dieting for their wedding or their kid's wedding. What nobody you eat in sees private. shows in public. Sure. But all <laughs> that true. work that you do for that day, nobody sees. They only see you that day. But it pays off. That's the message. It pays uh, off. And I also think that... I like that connection. You know, the, yeah. the big thing is when you're... Whether you're an athlete striving to get to where you're going, right? You can take your athleticism and, and, and translate that into college or professional sports. There's a truth to you as well as whether you're on a diet. You have to be true to yourself. and Because if, you, if you can't be true to yourself and face the things that you need to do to get there, you, you're, you'll never get there. Because you, you'll true. always so. have a, um, I, I want to call it a, uh, an imaginary barrier aspiration to get somewhere because you don't want to face the truths that you need to get there. Like, you know, okay, Mike had to be disciplined. You hear him talk about, you know, all of the things that he had to do to get his body ready for Sunday, right? And then we'll go and we'll talk to somebody and says, okay, I want to go on a diet and I want to lose 20 pounds by the next three months because I want to go to this wedding and I want to look great. And then, you know, into that three month period, they're not doing the things. They're not being honest enough to themselves to do what they need to do. They don't have that discipline, right? That's to why get coaching to where matters. Going. And that's why, yeah, all these athletes, they do have somebody that mentors them, that coaches them, that teaches Trainers. them. You know what? These are the things that we have to do. Whether you want to do them or you don't want to do them, these are the things that are necessary. So yeah. you have to face your truths. And you have to, and you have to get into the, the psyche of it and, and why you're – why you're not doing it. Yeah, I mean, that's more listen, important than sometimes you, why you, you're doing it. If you know that your child, you, this is the most uh, most special day in your child's life, their wedding, and you really just say, this is what this is my goal because I want to I look great for my child, and, and that's your why, then guess what? You have to face what you really need to do to get there. Right. Because saying it is easy. Yeah, because if you don't face it, losing weight is easy. If you don't face it, you're going to gain it right back. Yeah, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody last night and they were telling me about that they were doing some type of a diet and then they were stopping that diet because uh, they didn't think it really worked but they were going to go back to weight they were going to go back to Weight Watchers and the only reason they were going back to Weight Watchers was because there's a I guess there's a um, 
a, a number that you, you, you diet by numbers. Yeah, you get points. points. Right, points. And I said, well, think about it. It doesn't make a difference whether you're dieting by numbers or you're sticking to the program, if you don't stick, to, if you don't, if you're cheating, right, you're you're losing because you're gaining back what you took off. If I cheat, just like if I know I can't drink, if I can't drink and I can't eat cakes and I can't have all the, the, the sweet things that I like and drink, if I know that I if I do those things, I gain everything back. What's the sense of me going on the on, on the diet to begin with? You have to be on a diet, and you have to be disciplined enough to stay on that diet, stay yeah. the course. If you stay the course, you'll see the results, right? 100%. It's the it's same. Like, yeah, that's why like I school. think the athletes are, are a great comparison. Oh, they, listen, it's, it's great, but it's like school, right? You start off in – everybody starts off in kindergarten. What's the goal as a kid? You just want to get to 12th grade. You want to get to 12th grade, right? Once you get to 12th grade or you get to 11th grade, then you start to have other aspirations and say, man, maybe I want to go to college. But what was your goal at five? I want to get out of school. I want to, you know, I, I want to go here. I want to be done with school. You're in sixth grade. You go, when I get to 12th grade, I'm done. I don't have to do this anymore. And then you start to evolve a little bit more. You start to learn a bit more. And you go, hey, I want to take it to the next level. That's the same thing. So I think the athletes bring something to the table when they come and they share their stories and they show you that, you know, they didn't get there by themselves. No. Like Mike had his mom to inspire him. He had his brothers and his sister to inspire him. And he had the coach that when he quit, came, came to, to his, his house. house and yeah. said, you know what, you're John not. Arado. Arado, you're not going to quit. So it takes a village to raise a kid. And it takes communities to raise kids because, you know, anybody can stray. And that's what the, the heartwarming stories that I like to hear from these athletes because a lot of them come from broken backgrounds. Backgrounds. And, and at least and, someone you know, stepped in and, and you know, and, picked and, them up. Imagine if, imagine if John Arado doesn't go down Godwin Avenue. What happens then? That my dad. Exactly. And then same thing with Strahan. Yeah, but, His dad told him to play football. Yeah, exactly. What if he never said, you know, Play football. What, what, then there would be no Michael Strahan. For, forget exactly. that. Look on the other opposite side of that. How many other Mike Adams are there that are that, passed up? That, that are oh, that oh never got the, well, co listen, the coach never came so to their many. house. Listen, the, the, so listen OJ always That's used to tell sad me, to me. So many. When you look at those kids, who was the next Einstein? So many. Who was the next Mike right. Adams? But think about this. OJ used to always sad. tell me. He said, "You know what? His the, cousin was a better football player than he was." He said, "My cousin was better." He said, but the problem was he had too many outside interferences. He had, you know, problems with the law. He had problems with, you know, getting involved in things he shouldn't be involved in. So he never got the opportunity because even though he had a great talent, no one was willing to risk their reputation to bring them to a school. Because guess what? If I, if I recruit you and you bring your problems, your off-the-field problems to the school, that was the you. it's a reflection on me. And what then, was the you? That was the you. Did, Back did in you eight. see that? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but you got to remember. the Wild West. Yeah, but but you, you got to remember. Johnson said, but, it's but, open. What, just make sure you come to practice. But, and correct. But, right, but before that, like one of the players on an interview, he said, what did they think we were going to be like? You, we were, yeah, but we you were remember. kids that got into trouble. He goes, they plucked us out. For for what the view, goes, for the people watching, we're talking about uh, Catholics versus convicts back in the day. It was uh, Miami, the U versus Notre Dame. That was the whole. 
Right, but let me tell you, you think about it. Was that the show? Thirty for thirty, yeah. Thirty for thirty. After yeah. I watched that, I was the biggest U fan. But you got to remember them. the 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 U. I think OJ's coach was Coach Stellenberger when he was at when when he was at the U, right? But OJ's group, they're the ones that made it popular to want to go to the U, yeah. and then it just evolved because guess what? You have so many talented kids from Florida. So many talented kids. And when it became cool, and you had Uncle Luke from the Two Live crew, and he was sponsoring. So when you had all of this sitting around you, you're going, man, we don't have to leave home. We have everything right in our backyard. Why would you go to Oklahoma? Why go to UCLA? Why go to um, Notre Dame? But the... but yeah. You're going to go to party, and the kids at the university were bigger stars than the actual well, football the, yeah, players. in Miami. <laughs> you know, the hey. Dolphins. Well, that's uh, what he said. He there, goes, there was, what did you guys... expect? We had everything at our feet. He said, we were kids that were troubled and got into trouble. We had Now we had no, really, supervision. We're well, you didn't the have the supervision the, because the it was talent. players were going up to the door and going up to the U players to get in. Yeah, yeah. I love them. But you had talent. <laughs> that's crazy. You know what it was? It was, it was talent. Such it's talent. raw talent. And when you have raw talent and you see, what do colleges look for? They need to get on the map. So if we can bring a, a national championship to the university, does it really make a difference how you get it there? The team has to gel. Well, SMU. No, yeah. but, it was, what, what? but it was the Wild West. They were yeah, getting, but, their players were but getting before, arrested. But, but the team they gelled were, with that team, environment. Yeah. But, you know, alumni was in, in an uproar. You, you could tell you, when a team clicked. You, you could watch a game and go, this team just works. Listen, I I think part of it, that's part of it. You have to. That's why team building. That's what I don't even understand. That's like VT. VT VT doesn't click. Their offense the past couple. It hasn't, like, clicked. Well, that comes from the the top. But you're going to see. I think you're going to see that change. That comes from the players. But. Definitely. I, I, they did. They have the big football. Because, again, look at Jimmy. I don't mean to cut you off, but look at Jimmy. Jimmy says just show up on time. He coached, but, like, it was. But. I think when they did, especially at VT, they had a building for just for the football players for housing. Yeah. If I were the coach, I would insist my players live together because that's what I think your bonding is but and the, your here, team here, building I think here, here's your the big camaraderie. Thing. When you have alphas, all alphas. Yeah. Everybody on the U was an alpha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, there were no followers. No followers. Everybody's an alpha. And they didn't have a coach strong and, and enough to what? keep them on the right track. So no, they had a they had a coach. Well, well they were going through coach after coach. They had Jimmy really Johnson. Jimmy Johnson came in from Nebraska. Yeah, right? but they had but Jimmy Johnson. Before, but before Jimmy, wasn't it like they couldn't? Coaches couldn't control the but team. But once Jimmy went in, that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, when yeah, the comics yeah, yeah. started. You got to remember this: when you have a bunch of alphas, it takes an alpha to, co- to right. control alphas. Yeah, you need. So it. you know what you do? You sit back and say. Fellas, win. Win. You win, Al I'll Davis. take care of everything else. Guess what? If I know that the only thing I got to do is go out there and play my ass off and my coach has got my back, get, well, we all jail. Why? Because we're all doing something that we shouldn't be doing. But we know that, hey, coaches, don't worry about it. We get in trouble. Coach is going to go pick us up. The mindset is alive. Phil, I, say that, I used to say that all the time um, in high school. Right, I used to hate when things weren't fair and you wouldn't see the coach fight with the refs. The players have to know you have their back. You don't have to be disrespectful, but you at least 
have to question things because yeah. if the kids know that they have you have their back, they'll go run through a wall for you. And that's what the you have. I they couldn't a stand a coach who just sat back because the kids don't. They, but the you got to remember look at them for the direction. But you got you see it in baseball coach. all the time. With the manager, if the manager doesn't agree with something, or if like a batter's in the but I love that in the batter's and box the and the calling ball, that. yeah, of course. But yeah. you also have to remember we had coaches in high school that would just be mo's. No, we, we, we're I also comparing high school stuff to professional. So, but it's, but it's what all, I'm saying is same. you no, have to not. you have to look at it, sure it from the what's all the, the same. It's the way you coach and the, a coach showing it's that they the have your back. It can't be the same. Phil was just saying what well, what I'm saying is in college in college. Here's the difference. Professional and in college. College, your coach is a god. Your coach is a god. On campus, to everybody. You know why? A football coach? He controls your scholarship. He controls everything about you. So he is a god. In so, high school. In high school. In the pros, pros are making more than the coach. Wait, wait, in high school or college? In college. Yeah, in college. College. Okay. A coach is a god. Yeah. Why? Because he controls yeah. you. High school he, is too. No. Look at Coach Toll. No, he because you, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm. We're, we're, we're comparing apples and oranges. You're you're taking a Coach Toll, a, a, a New Jersey legend, comparing to like other high schools. You can't do that. A coach you, you in high take, school, you right? You can't take Boot in high school and Don Bosco and say that the coaches are the same. A coach in high school, just say like your regular Parsippany, Boot, and Montville, just a regular high school coach. He's got limitations, right? Now, you're at a school, Don Bosco, nationally recognized because you produce, but you recruit. Yeah. You're a recruiting school. Your coach is there, and his salary is based on the kids he can get to come to your facility and the recognition that you get putting these kids from your facility to this university, that university, and success stories. So that coach at Don Bosco, he's got a lot more leeway than the coach at – Parsippany, yeah. Verona, uh, Fairfield, Montville. They, then who, they have. They only have, you know, that may be the English teacher who's a coach. Yeah. Campanelli. The, 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 the coach at Don Bosco, guess what? Oh, his job is to coach. And their staff has depth. You're talking yeah. about 20 coaches on staff. No, I'm just talking about how the kids look up to them. I think kids look up to their high school football coaches. But you, you got to remember, your high school your high school coaches, they have their favorites, right? Their favorites. Some kids are going to get the coach's attention, and the coach is going to fight tooth and nail for that kid because that's his favorite. And there are going to be other kids that the coach, eh, I'm not my favorite cup of tea. I'm not going to fight for him as much. I mean, listen, I went through you, high school with my kids playing, you know, sports, and I watch it. And you, you sit back and you, you watch, okay, this is the coach's Daddy, favorite. Yeah, oh, 100%, like this, but film doesn't don't lie. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry, because film doesn't lie. There was one recruiter who said that he doesn't just talk to the head coach, and the reason being is because the head coach and the player may not have gotten along, or there may be things like that. He'll talk to other coaches, teachers, yeah, I mean, other you, people. Yeah, you can't, but that, that's the whole thing. You know, like when Look your, your brother went to Don Bosco, right? Mm -hmm. He's recruited. Yes. He wasn't, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't <laughs> a kid that was just going through junior high school and just passing on to the next, to high school, and that coach in that system. No. Somebody sent somebody out to watch him at a younger age, see how he's developing, see does this kid fit in, does this kid have what it takes to go to this program recruited you do have kids that 
may fit the criteria, right? But they don't, they're not being recruited. And if they are being recruited, maybe they can't, their circumstances don't allow them to, to yeah. make a Jabril Peppers. Guess, guess what? Phenomenal talent from New Jersey, right? PC. He called his own shots, though. He's a kid that called his own shots. A kid like that's very seldom, though. Right, but he dictated where he was. Jalen Berger. He's not a. Uh, I mean, no. I mean, Peppers is, was in, in a league of his own. Peppers was. Peppers was one I like of those to see guys some of his high school film. that Peppers? Peppers was one of those guys that could. He could have been a track star. Yeah. I mean, this kid was legit. Oh, he was the real deal. Just the real deal. Where is he now? Um, he just got, he the just the got traded. To. Uh, where did he go? Safety for the Giants. Where did he go? I want to say he went out west somewhere. But I know he got traded from the Giants somewhere else. But you know what? I don't know that he's as great as a cornerback as he was an offensive player. And I understand why you want to be a cornerback in this league because, you know, like Mike was saying, if you don't produce immediately – you normally don't stay around as an offensive yeah. player, but if you're a defensive player and you show signs of potential, you have a tendency where they say, hey, you know what, we just need to bring him along slow. So as a cornerback, he stayed in the league. If you were a running back, he's gone. How I, old I think is he now? Jabril's my age. Yeah. Uh, no. Maybe two years older. Oh, really? I thought he was yeah. much older. So I, I watched him at PC. I think they played Bosco or Bergen. Took one back for like a seventy-yard run, and he was running so fast that he pulled like the he pulled like the Bo Jackson. Remember when Bo ran through the tunnel? Yeah. He had jumped over the fence behind the end zone, and he was going so quick he jumped over the second fence. Oh, listen, the kid was the kid was a phenom. I said, Purim is Catholic. I say it all the time. Home of the pepper. They should have a pepper. <laughs> my mom. So my mom, <laughs> she was the president of the Fifth Downers. What no, was, I the, was the a touchdown VP club? of the of the touchdown club. In but she was Bosco. VP because she was doing some corporate rating over there, so she oh, didn't God. want the head <laughs> position. She wanted the second in position, so she infiltrated the, the whole. Bo- so at Bosco, you have these parties that go on before the game. So she was VP, and she handled. She ran the whole entire thing, but it became like organized crime, so to speak. No, with you, you and Auntie Gwen. <laughs> You guys controlled. No, we, all we wanted to do was things right. And the marketing, want... the donations and whatnot. I think right. they were cutting a little of the donations to their end a little too much. But anyway. What does that mean? No, I'm joking. Yeah, that is a um, joke. God forbid. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> that was a complete joke. But then when Nikolai moved to PC, um, she she wanted the control of the marketing. So she wanted yeah, to make the just... mascot the home of the pepper. She wanted a pepper <laughs> running out Not there. Even, or, or no, forget that because they had their... their you, you have to play to those strengths, right? So all you need around the, the food trucks is a pepper and say the home of the pepper. They could take it any way they want. It's Jabil Pepper. Why wouldn't you market that? Because, you know, here's, here's the thing that happens. They said, how about this person? That person? So do something for them too. Home of the pepper. Yeah, but here, here, here's the you thing You have a that failing happens, program right, right now. You, you, you have. They're not going to have one. They're, they're, they won't do it. They won't. I mean, you listen. Sports is it's a, it's a great vehicle, and I tell every kid, like my my uh, friend's son, Michael Dogby, he um, was the in I think 2019 he was the last pick in the draft 
Uh, he went to the Arizona Cardinals. And when Michael was in high school, he played with my son. And I, I at 11th grade, I'm like, I'm talking to him one day, and I said, Mike, your best days are not Fridays and Saturdays. Your best days are Sundays. Sundays. I said, you're special. You're a special talent, but you can't see it. Why? Because you're the person doing it. And it seems everything that you do just seems average, normal, because it's you. You don't see what everybody else right. sees. And he's like, I appreciate, I appreciate the, um, the compliments, but I don't think that, you know, that I'm that talented. And I said, no, trust me, you are talented enough to play on Sundays. On Sundays, just go in and work hard. He went to um, Temple. And I would call him, and I know his mom, I would say, Mike, you know, he's, he's hurt. Keep doing what you're doing. You're on the radar of several teams. But you have to keep believing that you're good enough to make it. And, you know, when he got drafted, I sent them a text, and he sent me a text back, and he said, you know, I, I thank you for believing in me. And I said, you know what, it's not me believing in you. You had the talent all the time mm -hmm. it was there i said but normally special people don't see their that how special they are others notice because you're the gentle giant you're six foot he was six foot uh three 255 pounds as a junior just running over people right and when he got the temple and michael's probably like close to 300 pounds now but he was special and he was a gentle giant very kind respectful he was one of those kids that just keep working hard. It's there. You have to make these kids almost. You have to sometimes you got to brainwash them to believe in that, that that they're as good as manipulation. People think I manipulation just, is bad. And gentle it's not. giant, and you know you meet Mike Adams, plaques, right? They're just Nikolai. The the funniest this kid. <laughs> I'm just gonna go on. Will Caden, yeah. they're all gentle giants, it, but they got dog in them. That's but a they difference. have dog, but they they're, got really, dog, yeah. they're really, really gentle giants. I'll never forget Bosco was playing down in Washington, and we had a kid on the team who, he was massive. Sweetest kid you'll ever meet. He wasn't real. He, he did his job, believe me, but he wasn't like a kid who was going to come off the field angry and pissed. He's just too good. I don't, I don't want to say his name. Oh. He was going crazy that game. So Libby says to him, what what happened to you? What, what today? You were amazing. Don't let them talk about my mama. You let them talk about your mama. They're not talking about my mama, and that set that biggest kid off. But this kid was the biggest gentle giant you ever want to meet. Right, but the, but all those gentle giants. All of you, them. You, you Mike Adams. Kids. He comes in. He's soft spoken. Right, but guess what? Don't go guess mess what? with them. Mike, Mike, Mike got a dog in him. Yeah. I mean, listen. Every, Mike's retired now. Mike's living life now. Every player. Every athlete that i encountered they all got that little bit of dog in them where they you sit back to. and you go okay like you're like listen but it's I, almost like a, it's almost like a um like there are actors not that they're acting that but they're well, just they so to different be, on they, the field but, but and think they come about it turns field. on and turns off they but have to be so what happened a couple of years ago with richard sherman yeah. There was a press not the press guy. The, the girls, the broadcasters, run up after the game and they start interviewing people. Right. And they had a crab tree on them. Yeah. And um, it was a shutdown defense the whole entire game. 
So you're interviewing a guy after he just came out of war and he went off on Crabtree. And Richard Sherman got this bad. He, he's too. What do they say? They're too aggressive. Why yeah. would you go after him like that? Like all like in your interview, and the yeah, guy you gotta rare, get him decompress a little just bit. Finished a football game five minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, Let yeah, the guy yeah. breathe for a second. Well, but, but think about this. That's the environment you grew up in. <laughs> True. It's the environment you grew up in. It's survival. You cannot listen. You can take the the the, the animal out of the cage, right, and let him back into the jungle, right. Yeah. You pick, put him back in that cage. Take him away from the jungle for a week, a month, a year. Take him back out, let him loose. Guess what? He adapts to the environment that he came from. Now, he can adjust and live in that cage as well. But you let him out, and then it becomes predator and prey. Now, and which also, one are you? If you grew up in an environment like that. Well, that like was that, my point about the you. That's you what the kid said. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah. You're yeah. a predator. You're also fighting for that spot too. Right. That that spot is isn't always guaranteed. And if you get hurt, you don't get paid anymore. See, maybe so you because better I'm, produce. Because yeah, I'm the I mother, mean, like I don't see Nikolai like that at all. But, but you Jose goes, oh, he talks crap. Yeah. He but does you remember, chirp. You, you're, he's a chirper. He's he your your son has a persona about him on the field, right? And he's got a persona about him off the field. Because on the field, things get done to you, things get said to you that only you are privy to and maybe the ref or the player next to you. That's but why he asked Mike that. He's going to say something about you. may say something about your mother. Somebody may say something about your sister, your girlfriend. Anything to get in your head. So, yeah, quiet as a mouse off the field. He's like a cat. He hides from attention. And then right? you're so, going to find so you, you know, from it. You'll, you'll find a point where he's that aggressive animal that, hey, if you get in my way... I, I can't guarantee you there's going to be nice. There's there's a guy saying, I don't mean to cut you off, but there's a saying, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Yeah. Well, I I remember he played against a kid in high school who had all these offers this big time, and Nikolai flattened him out. and And I saw him over the kid, and I could obviously see he's talking. So I asked Jose, and he Nikolai was saying, where are you going? Who's... Where are you going? Where do you think you're going to college? Like he was over him saying shit. I was like, not Nikolai. But and that's Jose but goes, guess yeah, what? Nikolai. I was like, oh. that's that's all. That's every kid. Because he that, said he uh, was at the oh, because he was at the line chirping, chirping. Well, he was going to demolish him and this and that. Yeah. And that's but that's what they all do. Listen, I it's guess. war. There's not a player war. that you can talk to that will say somebody doesn't say some shit. I don't care about what what you're playing. Listen, I. I play golf with Rodney Hemp. I think he's the, my favorite person to play golf with when it's just relaxed. You, he, he might shoot 105, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you're going to have a great time. He's not going to take it overly serious, but he's going to chirp. Oh, he's going to let you know there's water over there. Oh, he's going to let you know you got a six-foot pot. Oh, oh, oh. That's what makes it fun, too. He's, a, yeah, he's going to chirp. And you know what? Like he always says, uh... You do what you got to do. He said when he was in high school and, you know, his coach told one of the kids, if you ain't cheating, you're not trying. Because if you cheat and we don't get caught and we score, hell, I'm going to pat you on your back. Now, if you cheat and we get, you get caught, I'm going to holler at you. But yeah. if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And not to say that you should cheat, but there's not a professional athlete that does not try to gain an advantage at some point where I might be tugging on you here. Yeah, I know I'm cheating. Yeah. But guess what? Every play 
every play. Always, yeah, he does that on the field. Is so much my, that's my, yeah, good. That's a good point. Nikolai plays center, and he always, if you notice, he always puts the ball up like five inches, <laughs> two to five <laughs> inches, no more than that. But it's he's always moving it up. He's always inching it up. Always. Always. Yeah. So I mean, but that's that's the nature of of the beast. Of that's the just beast. what it is. And guess what? You hope. All you hope for is that a they go to school and they get a great education. I mean that they, you hope that that foundation of education is number one and it's a staple for every kid that's on the team. And they have fun uh, and they have they have a good time and they build relationships that'll last a lifetime. And you also hope that they each get an opportunity to at least try for that next level. I mean, listen, you can be a, a walk on, you can be you know undrafted, but you just want at least give yourself that I gave it a shot whether I fail or I succeed I gave it a shot and I think every kid that's on that team you know that's all they want they just listen that's a just dream a that's a listen that's a dream and I think that you know you know some people say oh, this guy's too small I look at Bruce Harper right and, and Bruce is smaller than me Bruce is maybe five seven and I'm saying he went to I think Cutstown College, yeah. and uh, yep. this guy played in the NFL. And I mean, I'm thinking maybe he's like 165, five foot seven. Guess what? Who would have thought that he would have played as many years in the NFL as he did? What about James Harrison? James Harrison, same thing. How about Phil McConkey? All these guys that, like, you look at them. If you met Phil McConkie on the streets, there's no way in the world you'd say this guy played in the Super Bowl. Wasn't there a guy in the in the Patriots who's little? I think he was a receiver. Edelman. 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 And then there was a, a, there's Cole Beasley. There are a lot of little guys. Beasley. You good. know that that you sit back and you go. He didn't play football. Who was the running back from? Um, what was that running back? He retired. Uh, oh God. He's Recently. A, last 10 years he's a very small running back james um drew i'm thinking of uh who's drew, the, uh, um, the saints running back right now uh camara camara is not big right yeah but i'm talking about drew um oh, he's very small he's a, he's an analyst now but if you look if you saw him maurice jones drew yeah 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 if you saw him You'd say, oh, football player. Yeah. Where? where? Flag football? Touch yeah. football? Sometimes I feel like the size always mattered with lower level schools, or they, they verbalized it no. more. They verbalized it more. No, you're, you're not going to Bama if you're under a certain size. No, my, you're not going to... no, but my point is, is that, you know, like the Yale coach who's no longer there, he used to come into Bosco and he'd be like, I'm not looking at a, an O-lineman under 6'4". Well, you lost every season. Yeah, but you got your but record you know what? was crap. Maybe you should start. Yeah, but see, you, they, they may think that, but they'll never come in and verbalize that. They looked at the kid. They never, you never heard that. Fiti never said that, not once. But here's the thing: the NFL is based on size for certain positions. Yeah, it's like a quarterback, oh, 100%. right? You look at quarterbacks. You could be a very t- listen. Russell Wilson, great quarterback, right? Is but he big? He, Russell will no. no, he's not even six. Maybe, maybe I'm going to say he's five ten. Okay, but because the, the the way that they measure you based at the camp, you're always like an inch or an inch and a half taller than you really are. Right. So I'm going to say maybe he's five ten. Give him five eleven on a good day. We're yeah, in, they measure we're, him. We're, we're in shoes. Heel to heel, toes up. Yeah. So maybe he's five eleven. 
But when he came out of um, when he came out of uh, where did he go to Nebraska? I don't remember. I think he was at uh, NC 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 State. I'm pretty sure. No, he it finished up at Wisconsin. I'll look it up right so, now. So when he came out of college, the quarterback, the prototypical quarterback, was Andrew Luck coming out of uh, I think Andrew Luck went to Stanford, right? But Andrew Luck was this six foot three or six foot four, two hundred and twenty pound. This is the ideal quarterback. Great arm, but Russell Wilson's stats were equal or better yeah. than Andrew Luck. Now Andrew Luck was a was the first pick in the draft. Russell Wilson, I don't think I think he maybe he was a second round pick, but watching Russell Wilson play, I'm sitting and I'm going, this kid is gonna be good. He doesn't meet the criteria. But if he were six foot two, six foot three, he'd have been the first pick in the draft. But because he didn't meet that six foot yeah. NFL round. quarterbacks, they want him. They want to be like six three to six five. Listen, Look at all of them. certain size of the hand. Yeah, yeah. I, well, the, I could see that. But I, when you're talking height, you know, no one's going to tell me this much matters. Like when it you, does, it, when, it when, matters me. But if 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 a kid two inches smaller has the same strength. No, because when you're looking at analytics, right, you're basing everything off of this is the ideal. Look at James Harrison, right? Monster, beast. Not tall, though. Right, but why wasn't he first-round draft material? Size. So all of these coaches that looked at size, they looked at ability, they looked at everything that goes into picking a player. They all push him to the side. Yeah, but James Harris is a bad gave, example for that. No, somebody gave him a chance. Russell Wil- Russell Wilson. Yeah, but what I'm saying is James Harrison. Somebody Edelman. took a chance on him. Pittsburgh took a chance on him. Yeah, and said, you know what? We think that he's good enough, even though he doesn't fit the prototypical size. And they were right. And they were right. So there's always going to be. A quarterback, you know, like we, you, you sit back and you had like a Jamarcus Russell. Here's a guy six foot four, right? The the um, the kid from um, Florida, um, Emmanuel, the quarterback uh, that that didn't last long in the league. He was like six four, six five. Um, the quarterbacks that have been drafted over the last say five to seven years. Take a look at all of these guys, and look at the ones that have succeeded. Like you're sitting back going, like not everybody is. Is six foot three, six foot four. The Mannings, Eli's what six four, six five. Mm-hmm. Peyton six four, six five. Phil Sims six four, six five. Yeah. Go look at the quarterback that they just took for uh, the Jets. Undersized. Undersized. Jets, is he, is he what six? Is he what six six one maybe? Who? Uh, yeah. Who they pick up? The kid from uh, BYU. Last then year. Kenny Pickett went to uh, Steelers last night. I right? would think. And guess what? Plack said that Pickett would be the first quarterback taken because he's the best ready-to-play quarterback in the league. Now, the kid um, from Cincinnati, I don't know where he went at all. Um, you know, but... This may be a ridiculous question. Go. But you would also think that you needed a taller quarterback to see over the 6'5 lineman. Yeah. Well, guess what? Yeah. Right? I mean, like, Fred, if you're yeah, dropping I mean, back... Doug Flutie. How big was Doug Flutie? was small. It's you know what it is. Look at I guess you're, but you're running patterns though. Really, are you really? Do you really need to see? No, you do. I mean, I mean to a point. Here, here's to, the point. To a point, to an extent. The, because then you have Aaron Rodgers and you have some other guys that are just, you know, like Aaron Rodgers is what six, 
six four? No, I don't think so. Aaron Rodgers is a big guy. He's not is small. He? So he's he not looks small. small. Wait, let's look it up. Let's look he it up. looks small. Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, no, he he's not small. Especially lately too. He's real thin and he's not small. long hair and ponytail. And, and but what I'm saying is, you know, when you're a small quarterback, right, and you have guys that have their arms out and up, you have to be able to get the ball up and over. So you're peaks and your points where you're throwing that's important because oh, you, yeah. you you know you can drop back further so that you can see what's going on but it is tougher but for listen, a small quarterback here's here's my years. message though especially if kids are are listening to this i've gone through the process a little bit and i can say six two he's six two rogers i can say that Kids should never give up because they hear about heights or or this. There were schools that were not even close to VT that wouldn't even give Nikolai an offer. Yeah, can we? Am I, no, no. But I'm talking about in general. Like kids should never give up. But the, listen, you, what's I, I really, your job? What's your job as a as a as a as a as a student athlete? What's your job? Your job is just to go out there, do bust your ass, do the best that you can do, and you hope that somebody. Says, I want to give him a shot. Give him a shot, right? Look at just the quarterback want to give him a from shot. the Giants. He was a walk-on at Duke. Who? Danny um, Dimes. <laughs> Danny Dimes. I mean, listen. I mean, he da- may not be. Listen, Danny Dimes. Listen, he's gonna. He's gonna. Is he? He's, he's gonna fulfill his Dimes. contract. Okay, that's what he's gonna do. What's he's his gonna name? fulfill Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. But he's gonna fulfill his contract because the Giants cannot afford to take another quarterback. So, in other words, they gave him so much money. Well, it's a first round, first round draft choice, right? You, there's a salary cap, so you know, like your first five years is guaranteed because you have a, a, a five years, and then your fifth years and uh, is your optional. They can either pick it up after your fifth year or not. So that pay scale. So Daniel Jones's contract is probably worth his rookie contract is probably worth thirty two, thirty three, thirty four million dollars. Right. That they have to pay no matter what. That they're going to pay him, yeah, because he's a first-round draft choice. So, you know, you're guaranteed that money. And then you have a fifth-year option. So either you pick up pick up his option after year five or you just pay him and get rid of him. Like Saquon, this is his fifth year, going into his fifth year. So the Giants are either going to do one, th- one or two things. They're going to say, hey, Saquon, we're going to let you play the year out, see if you're healthy and you're productive. And then we'll offer you a contract after that, or we're going to release you. But we don't have to pay you any more money or offer you a contract because you haven't been healthy over the last four years. So your fifth year is an option. But Saquon's contract, he's made $32 million. So you're saying that they can't, the Giants can't get another quarterback because they can't afford it? Yeah. I mean, well, if they, you, they just got, what's his name? But you, you, they can't afford not to because the. No, what I'm saying is that you're not, you're not going to draft another quarterback first round unless you trade the quarterback you have because you don't want to keep that money. You, you still have a cap, so you, you don't want to keep. If I take Kenny Pickett, first round. I mean, he was probably. I don't know if he was a first round draft choice last night or if he was. Uh, yeah, but second what does round. the franchise lose if you're losing? You can't. They have you to lose money. You cannot continue to get a first round quarterback give him 30 million dollars because that money is is on the cap so you only have x amount of money you can spend for the team for the year but if i take daniel jones and i get rid of him cut him say oh he didn't pan out i cut him i still owe him the money right now if i bring somebody else in 
I got to pay them also. So who do I first get round? Round. Who determines can, can who's, it first round? Who determines yeah, who's the first round or second worst round or third the, round? Well, you're, you're, you're going to first round. It's like who's the worst team in the league, right? They get to pick first. And, no, and, no, and no, that's no, no, why no. that the year who determines if a kid is in the first round, second round, third round. Your, your scouts, your, your scouts, your, yeah, the coaching everybody. scouts, uh, the coach. The, every, people go around and they scout you, and they say, okay, like this guy is projected maybe number one. This guy's projected a number two. Like last night, uh, Hit, Hitchinson um, went number one, right, mm -hmm. to um, Detroit. Mm -hmm. So here's here's this kid from um, Michigan, right? But then you also had the kid from. Um, Georgia, um, the defensive guy from Georgia. Yeah, you, yeah. Right? Yeah, they were all going crazy last night. I was right. watching their video. Yeah, so you sit back and go, so somebody projected all of the analysts. And they all get five-year contracts if you're number one? Well, your first-round draft choices, you'll always get, you know, your, your, your money got guaranteed money. Second-round draft choice, you don't have get, you don't have as much guaranteed money. So you may have a two-year contract. You might have a three-year contract. Can, can, can Things somebody scale negotiate down. that, scale it it's, down? It's scaled they, down okay. based on where you're picked in gotcha. the draft. Gotcha. But all these kids that are, you know, like if you picked a quarterback and he was a bust, right? He's a bust. Like um, uh, um, what's a quarterback that, that the Buffalo Bills took? Manual from Florida. I think mm -hmm. he was from Florida. He's a bust, right? He not only think he's in the league anymore, but mm -hmm. he was a first round draft choice based on he was six foot five. Like, look, Trevor Lawrence, perfect Same example. Thing. I was gonna say him. First round draft choice. The kid's got probably a thirty six million dollar deal for his first contract. He's got endorsements and everything else. So he's probably maybe making more money in endorsements than he's actually making per year playing football. But how about if he's a bust? If he's a bust and they realize it after this year and they go and draft another quarterback first round next year, well, you still got to pay him the remaining three years well, on his deal. Like, listen, just like um, who's the baseball player who wants more money for or more years? Aaron Judge? Yeah, or, I mean. Or who? who? He, Aaron Judge, maybe. Yeah, he, but the he's baseball. Old, he's getting older. Why would baseball? Anybody? Because baseball players baseball don't get. Different. Baseball players. Aaron Judge didn't get offered a contract or wasn't eligible to negotiate for a contract until he was like 26 years old. So it's not like when baseball is like you got to go through the. You got to go yeah, through. Yeah, but he a, wants the, like something like a nine-year contract or something, right? It's, it's something I don't remember. Whatever they were saying. Yeah, but you I wouldn't give how, it to him. How many? How much time? Does he have – how many baseball players go through minor, double-A, triple-A, yeah, never thinks... get a cup of tea? But then when you get there, you're not eligible to get to – like Aaron Judge but... wasn't eligible. Aaron Judge is making like $400,000 a year like three years ago. He was leading the league in home runs. He's making like four or $500,000 a year. How about if he gets hurt? Well, his contract. Well, he he was he doesn't want the contract, but the problem is, is suppose he gets hurt. Now he's worth nothing. Take the five years or six years. Uh, so you, somebody you will give it, it to him. So listen, so they gave it to Albert Pujols. He was old and he got like two hundred million dollars. That's crazy. They'll, they'll give it to him. They'll give it to you because Aaron Judge is a talent, right? Who is the face of the Yankees? And the Bronx want heavy hitters. Yeah, but see, for me, looking as an outside looker in, in and not really just looking at his age, he can get hurt, and what what he wants doesn't make any sense Baseball to me. Baseball players play, play, probably play longer, right? And plus, what, 
baseball players' money is guaranteed. Yeah, it's it's a different I remember talking kind of to Goose game. Gossage, right? So I love Goose. He's one of the funniest guys I've ever met. And he said he, he could drink beer, right? He can drink beer, but he's a funny guy. And he you know, said he was he was going to play professional football. He said, but his dad told him, no, 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 you're not playing pro football because that money's not guaranteed. You're going to take the baseball money because it's guaranteed. If you get hurt and you got a five-year contract, they're going to pay you for five years. You get hurt in football after one year, guess what? You're they done. pay you in one year and you're done. So football players are now, you see where they're getting, they get smarter and they want signing bonus money. They want upfront money. That's why the game has turned into what it is now because you got to pay these. These guys are like, they're getting smarter. They go, hold on. Hmm, every play could be my last play. So if I'm going to sign a deal, how much are you going to give me guaranteed money? You give me $10 million guaranteed, and then we'll let you spread out the rest of the four years, maybe $3 million a year for the next four years, but give me $10 million up front. Oh, my God, these numbers baffle me. Because guess Please what? Sport, After the second year, I might not be producing. What do you do? Cut done. me, and you're done. Tell my mom about uh, Mahomes' contract. Oh, this guy's a half a what what five hundred million dollar contract. Five hundred and fifty mil. Was it ten years? Yeah. I like Mahomes. Half a billion dollars. Right. So that's but, an investment. But a guy yeah, like but, Mahomes, I mean, right? How, what kind of money does the, the franchise have to bring in? He's well, he's going to bring in hundreds of millions, billions of dollars for the franchise. Kids love him, especially with his brother on TikTok. Be able to bring, it, it's yeah. it's a whole big. They know what they're doing. They know what they're listen, doing, but listen, how do you, you afford to bring your family to the games anymore when they got to play these play well, pay these players this kind of money? But you got to remember that's that's another big sports, argument. Sports it's a huge always, argument. Sports sports has always gone in that direction. Whether it was in the twenties, thirties, right? You had players that were bigger than the sport. Babe Ruth was bigger than the game. Yeah. Babe Ruth was making more than than the president, right? But he's bigger than the game, so. You can always afford to pay a guy like that because for every Pat Mahomes, there isn't a league, right? There's uh, 18 teams, so there are 18 starting quarterbacks. How many make $50 million a year, right? You got Aaron Rodgers who's probably making $40 million? 40, yeah, $40 million a year, right? Aaron Rodgers is probably making $40 million. When Eli left, he was making 22 For 18 weeks. you got to make sure you put those <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger last year, as bad as he played, he made $40 million for his final year. You better be paying those year. linemen a lot of money to protect him. No, listen, you, you got to remember, the league is the face of the franchise is the quarterback. So the league has gone, and, they, and that guy was saying last week about Tom Brady being, people say he's the GOAT. And I say that, you know, I don't consider him the GOAT, but the league protects. That was a funny segment. The league protects the quarterback to the point where they know he's the face of the franchise. So we have to have his career longevity. Longevity. You can't hit him below the knees. You can't touch him in the head. You can't. You you, you blow wind, you blow on him, and guess what? There's a flag. So the quarterback is. Um, but almost untouchable. It's like playing flag football. I wouldn't go that far now. The quarterback <laughs> is almost, when I say he's almost untouchable, because it doesn't make a difference. If you went like this to his helmet, that's a 15-yard penalty. Is a quarterback that delicate that, you know, like, hey, Chris is running full bore, and he gets 
hit, and I and he stumbles into the quarterback and he hits him, you know, right by the knees. Should that really be a 15-yard penalty no. because he's a quarterback? Guess what? He got hit into him. He didn't do it on purpose. So, yeah, quarterbacks back in Brady, I mean, uh, in Marino's era, Staubach's era, um, Fran Tarkington's era, um, you know, those guys, they didn't have the same protection. They just didn't. Joe Namath, he was a great talent, right? But the hits, you know, if, if, if you put Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana, um, Dan Marino back in the game today, how many, how many records would Marino have that that uh, somebody else's eclipse? I don't know. Based I would on think the, hitting the is amount a lot of time now, that he has in the pocket and the amount of things that the amount of ways that you can't touch him. Mm. Dan Marino getting hit. He's getting hit. You go back and you look at um, Jim Kelly. From the Buffalo, but he got hit. The, the problem is you got to be a mobile quarterback today. You got to be able to move. Listen, Brady can't move. Brady can't move. He can't Listen, move, but he can. Brady he can, can, get, out, he can grab the ball. Brady really, really can outrun me. Okay. okay so if he can't, but, but if, he can't Rogers, if he can't, Mahomes, Josh but, Allen, they they're all movers. Right. But what I'm saying is, a guy like Brady, why has he been able to stay in the league as long as? Because he, he gets has? rid of the ball quick. Because he does two things. And he and he, he sits audibles. back in the pocket. And he has, he's got a little bit more time. Why? Because he's not getting, he knows. If you hit me wrong, guess what? It's 15 yards. So you have to be extra careful. So, wait, so like, you're saying that the defensive men are not coming up as strong on him? Because, oh, no, you can't. You no, can't. so you, you mean when the, when the balls hike or whatever the hell they say now. <laughs> When, um, when they snap the ball, when they snap I, the you ball, know, you those have defenders to, are not going not, you for have him? To, you, have to be ca- you have to be cautious. Just go look at the games. You have to be really cautious. It's like a ballerina in a bull, a, a bull in a, in a china know. shop. Those, those guys look like they're fighting them back. I don't know. I, I, Listen, all you have to do is you see it. Go look at a game today and go look at a game 20 years ago. I will have to agree with Mike, though. You're looking at highlight hits. Look at a yeah, game. It doesn't always happen in the game. Look like at a that. game yeah. today yeah. and go look but, at a game 20 years ago and just tell me the physicality that the quarterbacks had to deal with 20 years ago is not completely different than the physicality but, that the quarterbacks had to deal with. Would you agree that today. the hits are a lot harder these days than no. they were then? No. You don't think linemen and, no. and defenders are, are bigger, stronger, faster? No. No. They're definitely stronger and faster today. They're, 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 listen, Mike will tell you they don't hit the way that they used to hit. You know, and you know why? I think oh, it's. it's of, oh, I think rules? I think it's more targeting. Of you're trying to protect the, the 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 safety of the individuals playing the game. You're today. trying to protect the owner's money. Not the owner's money, but you're it's trying insurance. to protect the the the. Listen, I I met. Um, you, Dan, don't want, you don't want players getting hurt. I met Dan. You don't anyway, want players getting hurt because if you're a but, kid, your dad takes you to one game. You want to go see Brady. If Brady is hurt, you're at the game. Yeah. You disappointed. Yeah. Listen, I met, I met Dan. The, the NBA, the NBA had a huge problem with that two years ago or three years before COVID. Some players just weren't playing some nights, and kids were going to the game. Like, I want to go see Curry play. Yeah. I want to go see this guy. And so the commissioner now they want to fine you if you if you know because listen, they should kids, find people. Them. People buy tickets based on who's yes. playing. Yeah, like. It. But what I'm saying is that when you look at the way that the game is structured today. 
the game is structured to try and keep these guys on the field as long as they can. So it's you don't want anybody money. getting hit it's as hard. It's all about the money. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a business. business. But back in that Save day, back in even, even, but, but even for the players, it's a business too. Oh yeah, Some guys well listen, there's no loyalty money. either. Years ago, there was guys had loyalty to their team, their fans. They don't yeah, care no, now. now. The money is completely different. But I think it's it's, it's always. I follow, I follow. I'm sorry. I follow a bunch of kids from like, like all over, from like Nikolai's friends to his friends from high school who are at Georgia, Penn State. All the friends are posting, go get paid, bro. Go get paid, bro. It's all it's all about the money it's now. All about the money. Well, but that goes back to when when they were talking about, and but, I don't like that. And then a coach so. said it. And and look at the Clemson lineup. The kids that were going to the the draft opted out for playing in their college games. If I were a coach yeah, or a recruiter, yeah, I would that's, not that's take those yeah. kids. No, that's but that, but that's but that's who were they? Who the no, heck are they? They're wrong. prima donna. I think they're wrong. No, 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 no. It's, and it's, it's we were wrong talking and Jose a, said, "Well, if I would get get drafted, I wouldn't play." No, guess what? No, it's you go wrong. fight for it's, your team. No, it's it's wrong. I see it's, both sides. It's no, wrong so for a. You, it's I don't wrong because because if you get hurt that game, then you're at your town bar telling stories for the rest. of Okay, so here here I'm gonna give you the the scenario. Gotten hurt in the first game of the. I'm gonna give you the scenario. Jalen Smith, right? Notre yeah. Dame, projected first round, number one pick, plays in the Notre Dame bowl game, tears his ACL. Guess what? Jalen Brown doesn't get drafted till the third round. He never recouped the money that he got. Never be the same player that he was. So, yeah, so, the, so, so in his here, defense, so your whole life say. is now changed. Here's what I'm going to say. I would say if, if, my, if I had a son and he had a chance to play in the championship game and I knew he was going to be a projected first-round draft choice, Here, here's, the, here's the decision you got to make. You can go play in that game. If you get injured, no, we've kiss, had this kiss, talk kiss before, your yeah. dream goodbye. The, 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 champion, know, the, just... the, the championship game is different. I, I play that game. I wouldn't. But, but for a bowl game, I'm not playing a bowl, bowl game. It's stupid. I, I Listen, mean, I wouldn't oh, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's true. A bowl game. But look at Trevor Lawrence. He never came out. Trevor Lawrence, listen, Trevor Lawrence was going to get picked no matter what because of what he did prior. Yeah, but if he got hurt, I, what he I did don't prior. Know. His, his prior he never, accomplishments. He never lost a game ever. Right. So his his prior ever. accomplishments, yeah. Trevor Lawrence. But listen. How, how if, long are we on this? We, we This camera is about to uh, have a heart attack. So if, oh, okay, if it, um, it's too long for the podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, you can cut it. We, we always well, cut it. Well, our Facebook page is grown, so we cut things into segments now. So Right. So what I'm saying is though, you, if, if I asked Plaxis the same thing, I said, if your son has a chance to be a first round draft choice and there's a bowl game, a bowl you, game, are, no. Are, no, but what I'm saying, bowl game or championship game, Champion, are you yeah. playing? Are you playing? Or are you going to say, hey, you know what? Guess what? If I don't there's play no I in, in the game, hold on, if I don't play in the game, right, and I'm a first round draft choice and my life changes, I can help some of my brothers that are on that field. That don't ever get a chance to play in the NFL, because of what I was able to get monetarily, I could help more people out. But if I go in there and I play and I get hurt, guess what? Well, I can't a, help anybody. I can't. And think about it: when you're listen, doing that, who you that, help but, but your family. But that's, that's a way to justify it. Yes, but it's family. You're, you're, your family's you're to, on that field. No, you, but you hold on. Your family is who you're trying to go to the NFL to yeah, support no, listen i understand what you're saying but i'm saying there was a mentality change in this that was never that was never a thing money, money that, right that. And, and that skewed people listen um, what was his name um portis from the uh from the u when he played in a in, in, in the what, I think was a, a, uh, 
Portis. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, Clinton Portis. And he tore, he tore his uh, ACL. He tore he tore, tore it. Guess what? Everybody said, why are you doing it? Don't put, listen, I'll, I'll give you a better one. Uh, Chubb, right? Um, from Nick Georgia. Chubb. Nick Chubb. Rodney yeah, Hampton that's a good one. tells me he goes down, they're getting ready to play in a bowl game. Uh, I don't know if it was bowl game or championship game. He says, he tells Nick Chubb, don't play in the game. You've proved everything you need to prove. Do not play in the game. You got there's there's no upside. There's no upside. That, the only thing yes. that can happen is Risk downside. Reward, yeah. Right? There's downside. You get hurt, you you're not going where guess what? He goes in, gets hurt. He's not drafted where he was projected. He said you can never recoup that money that 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 you first round draft. And that's choice. his whole life too. Correct. Yeah, if it all dwindles down to that, yes. But so what do you say to a high school kid? Right, who may get an offer to Notre Dame, beginning of a senior year. I he's won't high play. School. That's different. That's high school. He's though. high school, but because he's got to go through. Because he's because so he's, he's high Your school. Offer may go he's away. Got, well, he's so high different. school. He's got to go from that's high what, school to college to pros. Once I'm not talking done, about the pro. I'm no, saying, but what I'm saying is you're, you're, you're neglecting no, the, the, the phases. The phases are so different. What I'm gonna say is this: high school to college, then college to the NFL. No, I'm not saying it. Suppose the kid's not going to NFL, but he's got a chance to play at Notre Dame. Why okay, would you risk getting hurt? You're halfway different through Different scenario. Senior. Sometimes a if you're in high school, you get Dame. hurt. Sometimes the, the school works with you, depending on the severity of your injury. Sometimes right. they don't. Sometimes right. they do. So if you're going to get a full ride to Notre Dame, which is a $400,000 okay. rate, we're going to talk money, $400,000 education or less, three fifty. Whatever it is. Would you say to the kid, you know what, though? I don't know if I'd play your second half of of senior year. Why would you? you why risk getting hurt? He might lose his spot. I mean, that, that's a. But whole you got to. You also got to remember when so Notre Dame cool. offers con, when Notre Dame offers out scholarships, they didn't just offer that one scholarship to <laughs> one quarterback there. Yeah. They, they guess they what? Have Seventeen pending. Right. But it's a so they education. but they all sit back and they go like this. Your scholarship depends on how you play and what you do once you get there. If you get there and they figure that hey, Chris isn't working out, guess what? You get, yeah, you cut your scholarship. So yes, you didn't play. You don't want to go to you want to go to high school and you don't want to play in the championship game because I'm going to go to Notre Dame. But guess what? No, you're in high school, right? That's high school. You don't get paid to play anyway. You don't get paid to play in in, in college. But when you're transitioning from I'm going to college. And now the next level is I get paid to play. Now, either I play in this game here or I know I got this guaranteed money because I'm a first-round draft pick here. Now, if somebody tells you that you're a second, third, fourth-round draft pick, you may take a chance and say, I might raise my, my value by playing and I might highlight myself out there and do something that somebody else might notice. I might move up in the draft. But if you're a number one draft, if, listen, Christian McCaffrey, his dad played in the NFL. When Stanford played in their bowl game and everybody said, well, is McCaffrey playing? You know what his dad said? No, he's not playing. He'll be there yeah, and he'll, root, he'll yeah. root for everybody. Yeah. But if he gets hurt, that's for, he's a projected no, first-round draft that. choice. I get that. I get yeah. that. that Listen, so this window. camera's out because this SD card has 17 okay. million well, we, we podcasts on it. We did an hour and a half. <laughs> so, we did an hour and a half. Yeah, we're yeah. good. We're good. We're good. Episode concluded. That was a good one, right, Mama? Oh, yeah. Like nice. But Fri- listen. Fridays I, with Phil. 